Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living. Um, Kat, you're there, I hope. <laughs> I'm always I'm hoping glad you hope. you're there. I do hope. Yeah. I'm just yeah. glad you hope that I'm here. Yes, I am. Hello. Unlike other people that we don't hope are there, you are always hoped to be there. So <laughs> I have to tell our Good. listeners, we Good. actually had um, a little bit of a uh, technical difficulties and we had Kat was muted and I commented, she, that's the first. She's never been muted in my life that I know of. And of course, she, <laughs> when she comes back on, she says, just so you know, because I'm muted doesn't mean I can't hear. <laughs> so, so that was well done. <laughs> You're getting close to your negative point, by the way. You're almost to a thousand negative points. I know, but the, so best, with, so the best with you is I bounce back to a thousand positive just with one comment. And you're good I again. I know, you're right. You bounce God, right back. I hate that about you. You'd love to hold me down, but you don't. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> All right. So um, today we're going to talk about business and color code and motives and how it plays out with the, the teams I've worked with through all the years I've been doing this. Um, it'll be interesting because a lot of people are tied to businesses. Yeah. Listen to this, right? And how you yes. can apply this. Yes. So just so you listeners understand to me, the color code is the subliminal language that I'm using all the time when I'm engaging people. I'm always using to see whether someone is congruent and legitimate at every encounter I have. But it's a subliminal language, so I don't necessarily speak to it unless the person does. If the individual I'm working with on a team in business speaks to color code or you know anything I come up with that's about the colors and personality, I'm happy to go there as well. But I don't impose it. However, I always use it. So it's a silent language I am always using it every time. And, being, and the other piece about that is I'm always looking at motive. So the bottom line for me is always, why is someone doing what they're doing? Does that make sense to everybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So we're going to talk about how the colors interact in a, in a team setting and what can happen in that, in that arena. Um, I'm going to start with the leader the, because the leader at the end of the day is always the most critical factor. Always. And how they set the stage for where the team's going to go is on them. And they can blame others all they'd like, but at the end of the day, they are the ones that hold responsibility for it. Okay, so let's talk about leadership um, and how that plays out. Number one thing as a leader is people want to know that you know where you're taking them. Like you will get things done and make things happen. So at the end of the day, they're on a successful team. They don't want to be with somebody who's going to lead them down a path that is... um, incongruent or not satisfying, not rewarding, not successful. So as a leader, you have to look at your vision. Okay. That's what I was just going to say. So, so as I'm listening to you, I go, oh, so red traits uh, of the color code, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have to be a red. I just can have vision. So that's what, that's what you're saying, right? Absolutely. In fact, here's an interesting kind of um, wrench I'll throw in. If you don't have vision, but you have players on the team that do, you still can exert that leadership. You just simply play to that strength of theirs. So don't ever feel like you have to have all the answers. You can simply enhance the vision of somebody on the team. You just acknowledge Mm -hmm. who has the good vision. But vision has to be in place. Okay? And then accountability. There's got Mm -hmm. to be an accountability. So people are given a charge to do things. And if they're not followed up with or they're allowed to run amok, other team members who see it but can't act on it because you're the one that has a relationship with that individual are frustrated. 
I've been on many, many teams in business where, like, say there's 10 uh, key players and there's three at the top. And they see what's happening with one of the top leaders getting away with not being responsible. Mm-hmm. They can't call that leader out except the key leader has to and doesn't. They don't respect the key leader and they don't want to follow the key leader and they resent the one who's getting away with inappropriate behavior. So please understand that it's almost like as a parent with a child, the children should not have to call each other out. The parents should call the child out. And so the leader in an organization has a responsibility for holding his or her team members accountable um, on every action that they do. And it should be fair and it should be equal. I mean, there should be a sense of, I expect everybody to perform and I will hold you all accountable, that kind of thing. So accountability and vision, those are two big ones. And then one of the ones that I've really liked, I've seen a great deal is, is inspiration. Like, like mm-hmm. can you inspire your people to want to get better and do better uh, and improve and grow and, and work together uh, interconnectedly? Do you inspire that? Mm-hmm. I've worked with some people that are very, very smart, very visionary, and they're horrible at the people piece. They don't inspire anyone to do any of those things, but they're smart. So people believe them and trust them. But as a team leader, they don't really inspire their people to engage better, to grow more, to be critical about things that are going on. Many of them are just yes men. Just do what I say to do and say yes all the time. That's a very poor team, very ineffective. Are all of those things, accountability and vision and um, inspiration, you said if you don't do it good and there's somebody else on the team that does, can you can you parlay all of those things? If Say you're not inspirational. Say it's just not in you. Right. Absolutely. Can you, if there's somebody is on the team, can you, can you put them in that position? 100%. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Some of the most effective leaders I've worked with are orchestra leaders. They don't have all the skills. They can't play all mm-hmm. the instruments, but they bring the people together. They can, and it's magical. Mm-hmm. And there are, there are occasions where it really is one person that does that stuff, which is impressive. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the orchestra uh, leader is, is really impressive to watch. And they bring it all together. And they're not, in, they're not jealous or envious of other people's skills. They're very secure within their skills and what they do well. And they can then value what other people bring to the table. It's a very highly dynamic team. It's funny. I'll tell you about an example. Um, one company I, I worked with. So there's two red leaders. And one is very humble. And the other is very arrogant. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. So the humble leader, they're two different entities that work under the same overall umbrella. So watching mm-hmm. them work is very intriguing to me. So the humble uh, CEO, it is amazing how his, pe- his people work for him. They will do anything for him. And as he explains the history of his involvement, what's gone on there, it's amazing how he was always the one that stayed up at night organizing new things, mm-hmm. committed to the process, never just made it about them do it and him just sit back. He was very much part of it himself. The other one, the arrogant one, um, is always looking to be the smartest person in the room. He wants others to defer to his great insight and wisdom. And so his, he never satisfied, nor are they, with him. And he's recently had his group blow up. It's been a difficult kind of transition for him to realize it. For the first time, his uh, truly astounding success with what he's able to do has been dampened tremendously 
by his lack of leadership, lack of ability to inspire people and to work with others instead of making it as I'm the top dog, you do what I say to do. And he's so good at what he does that he can get away with that, but not forever. Mm-hmm. Whereas the humble leader yeah. can get away with it forever. He's building strong teams. He's always willing to bring somebody else on board to challenge him. Always willing to do that because he thinks it'll make the team stronger. The other one always wants to keep himself a few measures above everyone's intellect. I always want to be smarter than them at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to see the difference in what that does to their teams, how they interact differently. And I can see them both so intimately that it's, it's almost overwhelming how different it is. I bet. I have a question, if I can insert something here. Yeah, so as you're talking about these words with leadership, it seems to me that inspiration is, is something that is about others for sure. And vision doesn't seem as, um, y- you know, you have to be able to see the future and look how the pieces fit together to get you there. Mm-hmm. The one that gets me and as you're talking is this accountability piece, because to me, that seems like that's the most emotional exposure. Yes. Like if I'm, if you and I are on a team yes. and you do something yep. and I have to hold you accountable in front of my team, our team, right. that just seems like a really, really dicey place for my personality. Is that the most dicey one of them? (laughs) By far, by far. It's the one that actually makes or breaks a team, how you hold someone accountable. And so our, just so our business people understand the first thing you need to be doing is caring about your people. They've got to know you got to feather the nest with, I want you to win. I want you to succeed. If they don't feel that from you, when you jab them with accountability, it will feel way worse way more damaging Mm -hmm. than if they know you like them and care about them. You just want them to win. What they did doesn't make that happen. Or what they did was maybe unaware of how it damaged another part of the team. So let let me just do like a role play with you. For example, let's say I have established that I am, I care about you and I want you to succeed and you've done some good things with the company. And then this, this thing came up that was not in our best interest that you did say it's a PR slogan that, that didn't work. Okay. Okay. So the team is all sitting there. I'm not going to pull you aside and have just quiet, separate conversations. So I would say, so Kat, so tell me what you were thinking about when you put that in play, that, that PR piece, what were you looking to hopefully accomplish? Uh, I was hoping to give people a glimpse inside of um, how good our company really is. Okay. And so um, Jim, I want to know how you think that impacted you. Tell me about that. What Kat put out there impacted your team. And he would tell us what he thought. Okay. Now, Kath, now that you hear Jim's perspective on that, what are your thoughts? Do you think that maybe there was a, uh, a missing piece? He was negative about it. Yeah. Jim was negative about it, obviously. Um, y- yes, there might have been a missing piece. I, maybe I didn't understand. You know, maybe I didn't see its full impact. So how can we make this work going forward? So the minute that I get buy-in that, yes, maybe there was something I missed and Jim's heard that mm-hmm. whatever you did did damage his part of the company, whatever, the minute that's mm-hmm. done, I'm not into blame. I'm not into harassment. I'm into proactive. How can we make this work mm-hmm. now? Let's move forward. What are we going to do with this? Right? Now, right. now right. that said, I can assure you if the second or third time, Kat, you did something without having involved others in the process – then it would be a private conversation with you and I. And then I would be saying, mm-hmm. I, I need you to know something, Kat. I love what you're able to do. You've brought some great stuff to this company. There's no question about that. But you don't work mm-hmm. well as a team player. You don't seem to see others' pieces 
when you put something in, in motion. And I want to know what that's about. Like, tell me about that. Why is that that you don't think about them before you put your strategy in place? And then I'd be getting whatever you're going to tell me. I'd say, okay, so in my head, just so you know, where I'm headed with this is you either choose to become congruent with the team or despite your expertise, you're not going to stay here because you're damaging the team. Right. And what's so exciting about that is you just exposed one of your biggest values, which is teamwork, which is I better be working with somebody. You're not looking for me to do this on my own and give me accolades on my own. You're looking for me to collaborate. I mean, that's really where you're talking about. So that accountability thing, you have to be so consistent, bro, though, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. People walk out of that room and they're like, ooh, yeah, they got it. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And, what, and here, what if I have a blind spot? Like, I can see where you're kind of a difficult employee, but I have a, I have a person others see as just as difficult. I never call them out. Never. I always justify right. their behavior. Because I know what right. they mean. I know what they're trying to do. So I justify it. That is going to make you burn, number one. Like, why is, <laughs> hello, why am I the only one? that is called out on the team, right? So that's a good insight. Blind spots, I mean, I have them. We all have them. It's very interesting why we have them. And then even better than that, why we can't see them when someone points them out. When someone does say, well, what about this? And they have good insight as to why that's the way it is. And we then defend it rather than saying, wow, I never thought about that. I never saw that before. So I, I, I think it's very important. And I have to build that into strategy, yeah. Yep. And, well, and you, and you want secure people because obviously if you're going to have insecure people, you can't do teamwork very well because they're going to make it about themselves. They're always going to try and elevate themselves at the other's expense when they're insecure. The more secure they are, the more willing they are to invite the shared responsibility and, and accolades. I mean, I remember working right. with this woman one time. And it was, it was hysterical to me. I mean, it was so obvious. I couldn't even believe this, but she needed to get her team right because they wanted to maybe sell the company and to do that, they had to be more successful. So I, I said to her after about maybe three months, I said, you know, all the pictures in your office are of you shaking hands with celebrities and presidents. None of them are your employees. And what does that say to you? She was what does it say to me? Well, it says to me that I'm successful. Like, obviously I'm popular with people that are very important in this world. Okay. So what does it say to your employees that they should be grateful? I have the connection with all these people in the world. And I said, just so you know, you're wasting all your money on me. This isn't going to work because your mindset is set that you are better than your employees and they are grunt people that just make you successful. That's their job. I can't, I can't do this. And she said to me, honestly, she goes, I think you're up in the night. I don't understand why you believe that you have the right to say to me that I should include my employees in my office as opposed to my extracurricular magic. <laughs> it's like, I was, I was so stunned by her inadequacy to, to get over herself that I, and I realized that the leader's not willing to do that. Nothing else will matter at the end of the day. So the leader. So did you continue working with her? No, 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 no. I fired him. <laughs> I'm done. There's no, there's no reason to waste my time doing that and maybe elevating the employee's hopes when I know it's not going to happen. There's not a possibility there. So the leader does get my attention very much in the beginning all the way through. But at the beginning, if they can't make that adjustment or who they are is not legit, I won't make that success. It won't happen. So I think it's very sad when someone occupies a seat of leadership and is not a leader. That's a very sad um, combination. So for yes. anyone that's a leader out there in an organization of any kind, 
whether it's in your home or it's in a business, I want you to know that you have, just by inherited responsibility, a huge accountability for how you bring the team together or work them. And if you think it really is you, and they are all just your subordinates making you look good, you have some serious issues going forward. You will not succeed. At some point, it'll blow up. I promise you. Well, it's so funny because it's like, I feel like, you know, we've known this for a long time in the business world. I mean, that whole, just because somebody's around a long time, you know, they get, you know, how people get into positions of leadership is very interesting to me in some instances. And I also think that it's interesting that, that leaders feel like, you know, people want autonomy. I think motivation comes from I'm sailing my own ship, right? I mean, I think that's what it looks like. Yet so many times it's this weird controlling, you know, um, approach. And there are some great leaders, don't get me wrong, but when you listen to those leaders, it seems like there's the one they're the ones who say, like you said, get over they're 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 legitimate and they are over themselves. Yes. They are over themselves. Right. No matter what color. And those that aren't, they are abusive. Like they really they they still the thunder of employees finding their meaning and purpose. They really do. So it's very critical that you get over yourself when you're a leader. Stop making it about you. And this, the example of the two reds that I was working with, the humble one, it was really interesting to me how genuinely he followed that mantra throughout all the process. And he got burned. I mean, I saw people take advantage mm-hmm. of him. So there's the downside of you really can get hit by people who are so selfish that they can't see what they're mm-hmm. doing. But at the same time, he sustained long-term the legitimacy of his role in that, in that position. Whereas the other one is really on thin ice like struggling to make, sure. make it legitimate. So, so flip the script with me on that. So let's talk about employees because most of us are employees, right? right. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of leaders, but a lot of employees, people that work for these people. If I, if I am working for a great leader, no brainer, right? right. Show up. It's right. great. If you- I'm not, talk about that in terms of colors, because I think it's a really cool thing to say, because I'm sure blues, when they work with someone like you're talking about that, that doesn't give a positive leader, you know, leadership, that they're, okay, it's not fair. Or, you know, reds are just kind of doing their side agenda. I mean, I don't know. Talk a little bit about that, what you've seen. So what I've discovered is at the end of the day, it comes down to you. If you're truly legitimate, you won't work for somebody who is not. You won't. If you're not, then you'll justify it. Like, I make good money. I'm allowed to work on my own hours. They'll find reasons why they justify staying in a place that is illegitimate. Right. Or, or they're afraid. I don't know how else to make money. I didn't really get it. I don't have much to fall back on to right. give me something more. So that justifies why I stay with someone who's illegitimate. Right? Many of them actually become illegitimate also. Like, they know they're being taken advantage of, so they take advantage of the company. Uh, that also goes on. But I think that, oh. that uh, a red would be more likely to either challenge the person in charge and, and they would, like a firework, they'd blow out sooner than later, right? Or they would do side jobs. I'll just do my own thing to make, to make it okay for me to stay where I am right now. They almost take advantage of. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I'll take advantage of you. Um, blues are Got more it. likely to say, it's not fair. I can't believe it's happening. And they'll become victims. Like, I try my hardest. I do everything I can do. Uh, but I got to pay for things at home. So that's my salary. It's what I have to do. Um, I just shut up and do my thing. But inside, I'm bitter and resentful. Yes. I feel taken advantage of. Whites, they go quiet. You don't see a lot of their 
shared perspective at all, they often don't know how skilled they could be in another area. And change for them is so difficult that when I say to them, is this really in your best interest? You can see the fear in their eyes of what it would look like to actually jump to another place. And yet they're probably the most adaptable in so many ways. They are the best at saying, give me a new challenge, a new environment, I'll figure it out. They're really good at that. But they don't tend to have the confidence that they can find that easily. Yellows are more likely to say, it doesn't really matter. That's about them, not about me. I like the paycheck. Um, I'm getting what I can get out of it. I don't really feel obligated mm-hmm. to them. But um, I'm, I'm just taking what I can get. I do my job and then I go, I'm done when I'm leave here. It's not part of my life anymore. So they can compartmentalize mm-hmm. pretty easily instead of taking it on personally. It's not, it's not like for a blue, it's much more internal. For yellow, it's more yes, like, well, that's personal. Not, yes. Yeah, yep. And the yellows are more, it's not, it's not my issue. It's not my thing. I wouldn't do that, but it's, it's a good gig. And I'm, I know I'm able, I'm able to move on my, my, do my own thing in my own life. So that's typically how I'll see them respond. I don't see them often. It's very hard to take on an illegitimate leader. Very hard uh, that you almost don't, mm-hmm. you almost don't win. Um, I, I typically, what I will see people do is play them. Like nowadays, there are places you can actually just take them to the carpet with lawsuits and discrimination and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's typically where mm-hmm. I'll see the more unhealthy colors go as a way of taking advantage mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Well, it's scary. Have you heard of a, the Glassdoor yes. uh, app? The, yes. Yeah, that's interesting because you can get on there and yeah, and talk about oh, yeah, they say that the value is this, but they're full of crap. I mean, it's an interesting thing. Isn't that, like they're outing them. Yeah. It, it is amazing. Yeah. Yep. Which is okay. <laughs> well, in, in their defense, like I, I am very sensitive to people that are really fear-based. And the idea of losing my job, uh, it's just so frightening to them that when I say to them, well, you're not being legitimate, they will, they'll even tell me, I know I'm not. But I, if you knew what I have to pay for my expenses at home or whatever, I can't justify uh, making them vulnerable because I'm not happy with this illegitimacy in the leadership. So I've seen that. I mean, I, I, I'm not one to define that by saying, well, then you're illegitimate. I'm more likely, okay, but just know the, the choices you're making and the things you're giving up because you've chosen to stay. Because it really mm-hmm. does wear on you over time. And I think, I think mm-hmm. you're right about that. In our, in our world today, I, I look at people that are employees that really don't put their, their two cents in. They don't do the whole thing. They're not really committed. No. And I think they have some serious issues with that. I mean, you're paying people to come for interviews nowadays. Are you kidding me? Like the ability, the right to work, the opportunity to work and feel good about yourself is slipping right between our our fingers. It's scary to me to see that dynamic happening. And I will also say in the past, employers took advantage of that. Like they knew they could keep somebody. And then when they had to jump, they just jumped, left them hanging. So I'm not saying it goes one way or the other. I'm just saying those illegitimate motives um, do hurt you as an individual. Well, and it's funny. I've been reading a couple of articles on the the great resignation because after yeah. going through this kind of past two years of COVID, what people found right. and what they're seeing is that there are some different rules being written right now. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's great for leaders to go, okay, because yep. so, people, I mean, you better, I mean, as a leader or a company and even an employee, everybody better like look at themselves and go, okay, what is, what is this new world of work? Because it is different. It is different. You're absolutely right about that. And to deny that is foolish. Yep. Cause it's yep. shifting yep. to that point, Kat. I also want to say, I think it's an, an enduring truth that 
people have the responsibility and the right to work. Like you've got to understand that in this world, you get through it by doing your work. And I don't think anyone understands that better than like farmers. Like they understand that's what they do. And they tend to be very work oriented kind of people. And I think Mm -hmm. many of us in the cities that are liking the fat life, I think we need to think about, are we committed to doing our part to investing in the process and engaging in work as opposed to taking advantage of a government or others that are willing to work for us? That's, I see that also like in the military. I think they're very good at each person knowing they have a responsibility and doing that. Yes. Yes. And they're proud of it. You look at the veterans, like they're very proud of the service they did despite the losses. Yes. Right. They went through. Yes. So it's, it's a very interesting kind of phenomenon. I always was big on clean motives. Every time I work Mm -hmm. into a company, it's interesting. People say to me, "I, I know my spouse does something like what you do. And I said, well, tell me about clean and dirty motives. And they have no clue what I'm talking about. And I'm like, well, let me be honest with you. If you're not doing that element in any kind of restructuring or cultural development, you're missing the point of what it's all about. What motives are clean, which is for me and for you benefit. So everybody benefits. Or what motives are dirty. And dirty would mean that you're going to win at my expense or I'm going to win at your Mm -hmm. expense or we're both going to go down. Those are dirty motives. But I don't think a lot of people have much concept of that. I don't think they do. Uh, so it's important that people start thinking about, are my motives clean or are they dirty? And if you're a leader in an organization, if your motives are dirty, you're hurting more people than just yourself. That's what you have to own. Right. And that includes parents, by the way. <laughs> so you've got to realize it. Yeah, Anything? creating that win-win. Yes. 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 Creating the win-win. And if somebody's not capable of doing their part of the win, they may not be what you want in the company. And that's why with children, you can't discard them. So you say to them, in order to make you a member of this win-win team, here's what I expect of you. And you hold them accountable to that. And I, I, I do think that everybody likes to be on a winning team at work. Everyone does. So what makes that yeah. work? Like good leadership, which includes, right, vision, accountability, and inspiration. Those elements have to be at play with you or somebody else on the team making that happen. And then at the root of all of this is your clean motives. What are my motives here? So if your motive is to get in and make money and get out, the people are almost irrelevant to you. And if I like myself and value myself, I don't want to play in that world. If I don't like myself, all I want is to make a buck, then I'll go with you. That's fine with me. So everyone holds equal responsibility, not just one. Does that make sense? I mean, so much to think about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah for me and and as I'm you know my my husband's just uh we're moving and we're we're headed to a place and he's taking over after what you are just describing in terms of negative leadership uh, he that's why they're bringing him into what gotcha. they're doing yep. and you know and it was um there was it's just interesting as you're talking about that that accountability and how long they they went on 4 years with this lack of accountability mm. until finally it brought everything to a screeching halt. I mean, they really couldn't work anymore. Right. It was so no bad. Because the guy was, yeah, because the guy was untouchable. Yeah. I mean, he just, he just like, you don't need to know. You don't need to know. You don't need to know. Wow. You know, and so it finally got to where it just broke. Well, so and, you're, and you're a, hitting on that. That's a good insight. Like if I'm pushing for understanding or clarity on what something's being done or paid for or how or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm always told you don't need to know then, okay, mm-hmm. you're right, I don't need to know, and I don't need to work here either. 
Like, I don't want that kind of right. Life, right. But that's right. hard for a lot of people to say. And yet, and what's really even hard about that is I'm not sure what happened in this, this company you're talking about, but oftentimes people on top of that leader are oblivious to people that are fleeing, that are running away. They're not even aware of why mm-hmm. they're doing that. So that exit interview is such a critical element of what did you see or what did you experience that would cause you to go. Mm-hmm. You've got to have that mm-hmm. happening, right? Otherwise, you're missing out. You're losing some great people probably because this one leader who's those dysfunctional is destroying your company. It's very, very good. Okay, so that was that was our thing on business and the colors, how they great. interact. It was always fun, as you know, Kat. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. To our you listeners, too. thank you so much for who you are in our lives. We, I'm, By the way, several of you have written in and shared things with both Kat and I uh, that how you've been touched. I was very moved by one that um, this wonderful woman said, I never understood my white son. I never understood why, how he ticked. And when I finally heard it and understood it, it has changed our relationship dramatically. He's, a, he's a, in his 30s. And I have just realized for the first time I have been reading him wrong from day one. Oh. Isn't that just so oh. so humble and so genuine? So thank Your you for listening. Explodes. I know. It, that's right. My heart did explode. Oh. Just that goodness. And how she'll touch his life now. Just so great. Yes. So thank you, listeners. We appreciate who you are and just your comments on a regular basis. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye now. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.